Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. If you are over the mass hysteria, if you're over politicizing, weaponizing of the coronavirus, you are not alone. Over the last several weeks, Fox News, particularly some of its most popular hosts, have done this utterly insane about things. My name's Joe Exotic and this is Saul. We're going to get him some ventilators. But they all said to me one thing. It was incredible that you solved the ventilator problem because that was a big problem. You're all together worthy. Baby, come give me something on They named the coronavirus the Trump virus. Oh, you have never failed me yet. And it can rise up in you no matter what the circumstances. Proactively study, and we are not going to be pressured by nuances in other states. anxiety, the anxiety that I had was taken on Jesus on the cross. Amen. super excited to bring uh, this message to you. And um, so I was thinking the other day that any time that, that we are, um, that we sit down and we're like watching TV or, or something like that, we, we select the source that we want the, the TV to receive from and then it projects it out to us. Now, that's so much like our, our Christian walk and our, our walk just through this life because we have all these sources that are feeding into us. We select the one that we want, and then we project out what we've selected. We can only project out what we're receiving, but I think that, that so many times in our, our walk with God, we have these, these times in our life wherever we 
aren't experiencing everything that, that we desire from God, or maybe we've got a need, or may, and we're like, God, why is this, or why is that? Well, I just want to ask you today, whose voice are you allowing into your life to be your source? Whose voice are you allowing into your life to be the one that you rely upon? Now, I would argue this. I think that a lot of times we just have a little bit of interference in our signal. We have a little bit of interference in our signal because I think that sometimes whenever we, we go out and whenever we, we begin to, to act upon the things, we, it's so confusing because there's so many different voices and we hear from so many different places and different different, uh, different opinions and different ideas and different schools of thought. And we need to be clear on whose voice we're hearing from. Amen? Praise God. So let's open up with prayer today. Father God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that it's spirit to us, that it's life to us. God, we thank you today that as we open up your word, that you reveal truth to us through your Holy Spirit because you said that you would. So God, we ask today that as we listen, that you reveal yourself to our hearts so that we can grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Psalm 23 in verse 7, it says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The word thinks there, it means gatekeeper or doorkeeper. I found that very interesting when I, when I discovered that in the scripture that as a man thinks in his heart, in other words, as the gatekeeper goes, as you allow in and you choose the things that you allow in and the things that you turn away, those things are going to define who you are. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You will project the things that you allow to have input into your life. Those are the things that you're going to project. The things that you project out into this world, the things, if you're on social media all the time and your page is like this, up and down, up and down, man, I'm having a great day, man, this is the worst day of my life. If it's up and down, up and down, then the input is telling you things that are up and down and up and down. If you're not seeing the results in your life, you need a change in your life. The first place that you should look is what am I putting in? And if you're consistently putting in things that breed fear, if you're consistently putting in things that breed anger, I look on social media, and I'm telling you what, and I'm, I'm kind of on a soapbox today about social media, because I look on there, and I see Christians that love God, that I know fear God, that I know want to be a witness for Him, and they're spewing such hate and such anger because of the things that are happening in the world, and I'm telling you, it's because you're feeding yourself with that. Do we trust God or do we not trust God? I choose to trust God. I'm asking you to choose to trust God. 
Guys, we have got to get to a point where we are not allowing things to just run railroad over us. What you don't realize is the very thing that you think that you're standing up against is the thing that's controlling you and allowing hatred to build in your heart. Guys, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Let God be God. Amen? Let's let God be God. Let's pray that his will be done. Let's pray according to the scripture. But the things that you continually input in your life are the things that you are going to project out. So whose voice are you listening to? In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, I love this. It says, but in your heart, set Christ apart. This is in the amplified version of the scripture. But in your heart, set Christ apart as holy, acknowledging him, giving him first place. There where you're at right now, I want you to say first place. Giving him first place. There are a whole lot of things that fight for first place. There are things in our life every single day that fight us for first place. Now, a lot of those things have been taken away from us during this season of withdrawal and during this season of, of quarantine, and a lot of those things aren't happening. But whenever we open back up, whenever everything is rolling again, you're going to have a choice. Are you going to continue to allow those other things to take first place, or are you going to let God take first place? What's your gatekeeper saying? What are you allowing in? What are you going to project? Some of you have been sitting in the same place for years and years and years wondering why God isn't doing anything, but you're not projecting him because you're not taking him in, because he's not your input. He's not your source. What are you projecting? It keeps us from having victory in our life. But First Peter says, but in your heart, this is talking about our input, in our heart, set Christ apart as holy, acknowledging him and giving him first place. Again, say first place. First place in your lives as Lord. And then it says always, always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and the confidence assurance elicited, elicited by faith that is within you. I'm going to read that again. Always be ready to give a logical defense to anyone who asks you to account for the hope and the confident assurance that is elicited by faith that is within you. I want you to notice here, very important, he says a, a logical defense. But then he says, for the hope and the confidence assurance, confident assurance that is in you. So let me ask you this. How does he know, how do they know that you have hope and that you have confident assurance? Because you're projecting what is on the inside of you. Because you have set Christ aside in your heart or apart in your heart as holy as first place. As you set Christ 
first place in your heart. You know, so many Christians, I hear this, man, I want to witness for God, but I just don't know how, and, and I just don't, I, I, I don't know how that I'd be a witness. I'm here to tell you that the most effective way that you can be a witness is to set Christ apart in your heart to make him first place, and then people are going to come to you. You just go about and you live your life. You are in the places and the positions that he's put you in. And the reason why you're in those places and those positions is because Christ has been set aside in your heart. Because he's first place. Because you're following his leading and his guiding. And as you are in those positions, then God brings people to you that you need to give an answer to for the hope that is within you. I cannot tell you the amount of people that I have never brought up a conversation with them about church, about God, about, but I just live my life. I just do what God has told me to do. And then when they're, when they're hurting or they're broken or they need help or they call and they say, hey, I was wondering can we talk about something? I was wondering, can, can you help me with this or can you help me with that? Why? Because Christ is first. And I'm ready to give an answer for the hope that is within me. And then it says, and this is very important in our society today. Some of you guys think I'm like a broken record talking about this. But I just absolutely hate the hatred that we spew out of our mouth. I absolutely despise the stuff that we spew out of our mouth in the name of standing up for our rights, in the name of taking a stand. Here, he does not say that you don't give a defense for the hope that's within you, but he says, yet, do it with gentleness and respect. Guys, there is always a path that leads you to gentleness and respect. No matter what you're talking about, no matter what the situation is, there is always a path to gentleness and respect. And if you can't do it with gentleness and with respect, then it's not of God. So stop saying it's in the name of God. Stop going around saying that you're doing things in the name of God that don't reflect or project God in you. It's time that we stand up, but the way we stand up is by inputting God into our life so that we can project a, a prominent picture and an accurate picture of who God is on the inside of us. And here it says that you can do it with gentleness and with respect. Amen? Praise God. So... As I'm preparing for this message, and I was asking God, and, and I have to say that, that um, Wednesday night, as we're doing worship Wednesday night uh, online, um, we were singing the song, Christ Be All Around Me. And um, that song, I, I love that song. It, it's, it's very emotional um, for me, that song is, because the, the, the thrust of of everything that, that I try to do and that I try to be is, is in the chorus of that song where it says above and below me, it says before me, behind me, and every 
I that sees me, Christ, be all around me. There is not one place that shouldn't just scream Jesus. And everywhere that I go and every place that my feet touch and everything that my hands touch and every word that I say, it should just scream Jesus. And I know that he's surrounding me. And so as I was singing that song, this really came to life, and I knew that this morning that I, I, I needed to teach on what we are projecting, how we are projecting, and what we're taking in. You know, uh, on my heart all week this week, and if you watch my video Monday, um, and I want to take a side uh, for a moment and say this, this week especially, and I'm not saying this to get on anybody, I'm just saying it to bring awareness. I've had multiple people call me because they're struggling with this or that, and, uh, and I want you to, and I want to be able to talk to you about these things, and that's what we're here for. But I'm also here to tell you that in every single one of those instances this week, and I told every person that I talked to, those things were addressed in one of the daily content videos. And so if you're not watching those, watch them. If you're not making, uh, if you're not taking advantage of the things that are at your disposal, I'm here to tell you that the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. And he has given the pastor in the church so that he can speak his word to you so that you can grow in it. Guys, open up your Bible and read it. Listen to the, all the things that are available to you. Because I know that the reason God put this message on prayer on Pastor Daniel's heart is because you needed it. Yet we're going through life and we're saying, I don't know what to do. I can't figure it out. I have no answers. I have no hope. Yet God gave you an answer and you're not availing yourself to it. On Monday, I spoke on anxiety in my Monday video. I'm telling you, go and listen to it. Go and watch it. And receive what God is saying to you. Monday morning, I woke up and I had planned on talking about something else in my Monday video. And God would not leave me alone about talking about anxiety. He would not leave me alone. And it's because you needed it. And so as, as we're talking about that and as we're bringing those things and, and bringing that content to you every single day, you need to receive from it. And it was like that with this. As I, I continued on and God was saying, you have to talk about this. This is something that, that is, is vital. I have to say that I had two scriptures. Proverbs 27 verse 3 and uh, 1 Peter 3.15. And yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in those scriptures. But I'm like, God, I need an example. God, I need, I need something, something that we can relate to uh, in our life. Something that these people that are watching at home and around the world that they can grab onto this week. God, I need an example. And God led me here in John chapter 5, verse 2. This is incredible, you guys, and I had never seen this in this passage and this story before. 
but it's just absolutely mind-blowing, and I'm telling you, you're going to be able to grasp it. Are you ready? So, uh, I don't know why I said Psalm, John chapter 5 and verse 2. It says, Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. Say five porches. Say it again, five porches. If you didn't get up and run around your house and shout because I just said five porches, then you don't get it yet, but you will in a minute, all right? Having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred the water. Then whosoever stepped first after the stirring of the water was made well and of whatever disease he had. And now there was a certain man who had an infirmity 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered and he said, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. So Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well. He took up his bed and he walked. And that day was the Sabbath. And the Jews therefore said to him that was cured, is it the Sabbath? It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. And he answered them, and he said, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. And they asked him, Who is this man that said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple. And he said to him, See, you have been made well, so sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. And the man departed, and he told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. All right. So let's go back up to the beginning here. I told you you were going to be really excited about this five-porch thing. So the first thing that I want to point out here is it says, In Jerusalem, by the sheep gate was a pool. Now, the sheep gate, it was the, the gate where the sheep would enter as they were going to be sacrificed. Now, we know this, that Jesus was the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world, that he was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. And that's what we remember when we partake of communion every single day. We remember the sacrifice that Jesus made. The sheep gate was where those sheep were led to the slaughter. Now this pool was near the sheep gate. It was near the place where the sacrifice was made. Now the word Bethesda, it means this, house of Grace. Are you ready? Bethesda had five porches. Five in the scripture is the number of the fulfillment of grace. So I'm here to tell you today, this is why you can shout. 
Because this guy was at the pool of Bethesda. He was at the house of grace. He was standing right there on the threshold of the sacrifice. He was surrounded by the fulfillment of grace. Yet, for 38 years, he hadn't received anything. Man, that's a good reason to shout, right? I'm getting there, all right? I'm getting there, I promise. So he's sitting there right in the middle. The stars are aligned, and he's ready. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. Isn't that good? All of a sudden, Jesus shows up. And Jesus looks at him, and he says, well, hey, man, do you want to be made well? And he's like, uh, yeah, that's why I've been here every single day for 38 years. But every time that I do, because I know that when those waters are stirred, I know that when that angel comes at that certain time, that those waters are going to be stirred. And whoever gets there first and gets in the pool, but there's multitudes of people here. But there's no limit inside the pool. There's no limit once you get inside the pool. Guys, there is no limit once you get inside of grace. There is no limit once you get inside of the stirring that God is doing. There is no limit. Once he could get inside that pool, man, I'm telling you what, that he would be healed of all his diseases, and there was no limit. But he's like, man, I've been here for 38 years. I've been watching people every single day for 38 years get healed every single day, wondering why isn't it me, because I'm sitting here alone, because I don't have anyone here that is going to help me get in the pool. I just need a little help. Grace is surrounding me. I'm on the threshold of the sacrifice. But I'm not seeing any results. Can anybody relate to that today? Can anybody relate that I am standing right here and I see it happening all around me, but it's not happening to me? I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm telling you, I've watched the blessing over and over again on YouTube. It has like 2 million hits. I swear to you, like 300,000 of them were me because I just keep hitting it over and over again. Man, I'm so ready. And then I got all tingly whenever I heard that song, God Said Live. I heard that song rattle, and I was like, ooh, I'm starting to get the glory bumps on me. And then I turned it over to Tiger King, and I was like, well, Carol Baskin. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, we, we got this all on us, right? And I'm at the threshold, but I'm not seeing that breakthrough in my life. I'm just not seeing it. Why am I not seeing it? So Jesus said, do you want to be made well? Uh, yeah, I want to be made well. That's why I'm here, but I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. I've been trying. Somebody always gets there before me. I've been trying for 38 years. So Jesus says to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Now, this is important, and it's a common factor that we see in, in the Scripture and in the, the life of Jesus, where he says, rise, take up your bed and walk. And the man could have said, do you not understand? If I could rise, take up my bed and walk, I'd be jumping in that pool. But I'm not, obviously, because I can't get up. 
But when Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk, he got up. And when he got up, he found that he could walk. Now, you may say, well, he did that because it was Jesus. I mean, if Jesus was standing right in front of me, I would do whatever he told me to, to do. I would, I would say whatever he told me to say. I would, I would be obedient to that. Well, he didn't know it was Jesus. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. He immediately was made well. He took up his bed and he walked. And then all of a sudden, the haters come and, and start hating on him. And they say, look, don't you know that it's the Sabbath? You can't, you can't take up your bed and walk on the Sabbath. He's like, bro, 38 years I hadn't taken up my bed and walk. I do it one day and it's the wrong day. Haters are going to come and they're going to hate all the time. How many of us give up the blessing because of the hater? We give up the blessing because of the hater. I'm here to tell you today, you need to please one person and that's God. And then the good thing about that is Jesus pleased God. And so if Jesus pleased God and he lived on the inside of you, lives on the inside of you, then you please God. That's all that matters. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. Don't worry about the haters. We're up and down and up and down and up and down because we allow the input of the haters in our life. We're switching that source. We're switching that source. What's your input? My input is God, and then the haters start on. We switch that source. Stop switching the source to the haters. He says, arise, take up your bed and walk. The Jews came, and they said, you can't do that on the Sabbath. And he's like, man, I didn't even know, because this guy came up, and he said, rise, take up your bed and walk, and so I did. I, I'm not trying to make it too hard or anything. He said, walk, I walked. And they said, who was that? I don't know. Notice what he said there. I don't know who it was. This dude just came up to me. He said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And so I did. And then he went away. And he started talking to some other people. And I didn't question anything. I just go on. Isn't it interesting that a lot of times we make this so much about us that I have to do this, 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 and this. But God provided healing for this guy through Jesus he didn't even know who he was. We make it too hard, you guys. He didn't even know who Jesus was. He's like, I don't know. It was a dude. He came. He said, walk. I was like, I hadn't walked before, so I'm going to give it a shot. So he gets up, and he walks. I don't know who he was. Don't be hating on me, man. I hadn't walked for 38 years. Now I'm walking. It says Jesus had withdrawn. And the multitude was in there. But look at this. I love this right here. Afterwards, I don't know how long afterwards was. But afterwards, Jesus found him. <laughs> Isn't that so good? Afterwards, Jesus found him. He didn't say afterwards, this guy from searching and searching and searching and searching found Jesus. He didn't put it out on his Instagram and say, has anybody seen this dude? I got to get in contact with him. Have him hit me up. Send me a DM. I want to tell him thank you. He's like, I don't know who this guy is, but Jesus went and he found him. Sounds like a search and rescue mission to me. Jesus went out and he found him. And I love this because he found him in the temple. When Jesus found him, 
he found him in the temple. So this guy, he was thankful, but he didn't know what to do because he didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So he ran to the place that he knew. He ran to the temple. He ran to religion. Now, in and of itself, the man had good intentions. He went to the only place that he knew. And so he ran to the temple. So what I'm about to say is not an indictment on the man. But what I'm going to say is glorifying the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. He says here that Jesus found him in the temple and he said, See, you have been made well, but sin no more or there's going to be worse things that happen to you. You're like, man, I've been set free 38 years. I've never walked and now I'm walking. But Jesus found him. And he came to him and he said, I know that you ran the only place that you knew to run, but what I need right now is I need you to have relationship with God. And if you have relationship with God through me, then your sins are forgiven. Sin no more. Freedom from sin is what you ultimately need. Yeah, you needed to be able to walk. But what you ultimately need is you need freedom today, tomorrow, next month, next year, for the rest of your life and for all of eternity. That's what you need. You don't need to be listening to a song on repeat on YouTube thinking that you're going to hold your freedom because all that does is get you to the threshold of the fullness of grace. Watching everybody else get freedom for 38 years like this guy. See, he didn't have freedom because he didn't know Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. Jesus comes and heals him. Thank you. Who was that? I don't know. Who is it that set you free? Why is it that you got that job promotion? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I have K-Love programmed on one, two, and three on my buttons. And then four, I have, uh, I have that, that other station. But five, I have, I have Air One on five. And then maybe that was why... No, because he didn't know Jesus. He didn't have lasting freedom. Jesus comes to him and he says, look, I was more than happy to heal you that day. I was more than happy because I love you so much. But I love you more than that. I love you more than just to come and make a way for you to walk. I love you more than that. I'm so crazy in love with you that I want you to have freedom in your life. I don't want you to get back to the threshold of grace. I don't want you to get back to standing there with five porches with the fulfillment of grace. I don't want you to stand there with the pool being stirred and you having to get in and you can't get in. I don't want you to go back to that cycle. So what I want you to do is I want you to know me. I want you to know me. I want you to know why that happened. I don't want you to go through and say, man, something great happened, but I don't really know why. Must have been, it must have been God. I don't, I don't really know. No. 
No, I want you to know me. I want you to know the power of his resurrection. I want you to know the, 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 the extent of his sacrifice. I want you to know what it means for you in your life. Guys, my prayer for you today is not that you know Jesus as the person who just bails you out whenever you're in trouble. Does he? Yes, he does. But I don't want you to know God and know Jesus as the one who just provides the manna so you can sustain yourself. I want you to walk in the promised land. I want you to be free from the chains that hold you. I want you to know that you are free from your sins, that Jesus Christ made a way for you in his death, in his burial, in his resurrection, that every single day, I don't have to wait to jump in a pool. Guys, I walk in the pool every single day. Those waters are stirring all around me, and I live in the very center of the fullness of the grace of God today because of Jesus Christ who has rescued me. Guys, if you're not shouting at your house right now, then I don't know what's wrong with you because you need to be shouting today for the sacrifice that Jesus made for you and for me. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was like a, that was a spitter right there. It was, if you were here, Tony's in like the fifth row, sixth row over there. He's soaked right now. I'm telling you what, God is so good to us. There was no other way. There was no other way. But Jesus, he came to him and he needed him to recognize the freedom that he had. Last thing, it says the man departed and he told the Jews. He went and told all the haters. He's like, oh, hey, hey, y'all were hating on me earlier because I took up my bed because I hadn't walked in forever, and then I started walking, and I'm not really concerned about all that. I just wanted you to know that now, now I know who did it. <laughs> now I know who did it because I'm telling you that as you input Jesus, I'm telling you that as your source is Jesus, that what you project is Jesus. What you project is Jesus. It's not fear. It's not hate. It's not suffering. It's not despair. It's not loneliness. It's not brokenness. What you project is Jesus. He went back. The first time he talked to them, he's like, I don't know who did it. All I know is I'm walking now. Then Jesus found him. Then he had an encounter with Jesus. And he goes back to him. It doesn't say that they sought him out. He went back to him. He said, look, hey, hey, now I know. I know who it was. It was Jesus Christ. And he's transformed my life. And today, not only do I walk, because I wasn't walking before, 38 years I watched everybody else. But today, I stand in the fullness of grace. Today, I've been empowered to overcome sin in my life. Today, addiction is gone in the name of Jesus through his blood. Today, freedom is mine. Freedom is mine. When you've received freedom and you glorify Jesus, we're forever changed. We begin to project the one that freed us. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God, who always causes us to triumph through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, he is so good. Guys, today, if you're watching at home, maybe you've seen the goodness of God in your life. See, sometimes if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know him, you don't recognize what he's doing in your life. You don't recognize the hand of God that's on you every day. I want you to know him. I want you to know him. Maybe you're watching this today and you say, I don't know him. I want to know Jesus. I want to ask you to say a prayer with me and I'm going to introduce you to Jesus. See, Jesus Christ is a man, and we talked about it a lot today, he knew no sin. He did not know sin, but he became sin for you and I so that the price of sin would be paid. And all we have to do is receive that gift today. So if that's you today, just right where you're at, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. I believe that you died for me, and I believe that you rose again. And I ask you to come into my life to help me and to change me. And I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember that God is madly in love 